All right. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to Kayak Fishing Weekly, the show here on the Serious Angler Podcast Network that is dedicated to everything kayak fishing. As always, I'm your host, and I'm here with my counterpart, Mr. Justin Largen. Justin, what's going on, man? You're muted. <laughs> oh, good. Starting off right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying I, I, I missed uh, not taping last week. It was, uh, no, feels weird. I, I didn't get enough kayak fishing in my life. Yeah. And I will take 100% blame for this because uh, I was telling folks over on Serious Angler, uh, one of our shows here on the network, that I, I had a work trip out to wisconsin and i had it planned out like we even had a time slated that we were going to film while i was at the hotel i even brought my equipment with me and everything and i need to learn my lesson with this because i go on these work trips and i'm like i'm gonna grind out work while i'm there like i'm gonna get up at five i'm gonna do my editing which i, I do like i do that i'll go like work out at the hotel do editing for an hour and then go start on my day like getting ready for conference meetings or whatever and then i'm like yeah, we should be back by dinner, like at seven thirty, so I could probably sneak in a podcast before I go to bed that night or whatever. Never happens that way because then you get one of your buddies from work. It's like, hey, let's go for a beer. Let's do this. We gotta be be with the client or whatever. And I'm like, you look at the clock and it's like nine, and I'm like, dang it. And then it's like, hey, Justin, I think we're gonna have to postpone this. So I'll Jeez. take the full full blame for that. No, nah, man, it's crazy enough. Just like just the recording part, finding a time to do that is crazy. But the editing, I don't even. It's like I'm. I'm glad I'm. That's not on me just yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. I. I didn't even like trying to edit like photos. Yeah. Like, well, taking, when it comes to video editing, like especially like I mean, we're talking to preachers of the choir to our guest today when it comes to the YouTube standpoint. But uh, that's where like the the time comes in for that. I like, do the most. Thankfully, the pod the podcasting thing for people that are that are curious and that Justin is quickly learning here is that. The hardest part is scheduling. <laughs> that is easily the hardest part of this. It's easy to click record and talk. That's the easiest part of podcasting. It's finding the dang time to be like, hey, this works on all of our calendars. That trying to find two, three, you know, especially when you get larger than that number to find schedules that line up, it's you wouldn't think it's that hard, but it is. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> it's almost like a relief when when we actually are when it's when the recording starts, it's kind of, it's kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of, yeah. Like it used to, normally it'd be like, you'd, you'd think it would be the other way around. Like you'd start to get, get the nose. Oh, shit, we got to get ready for the show. But it's like the relief happens at the beginning of the show. It's, right. It's kind of no cool. kidding. We're just like, okay, we're here. Let's start now before something else gets in the way. <laughs> but uh, n- nonetheless, we are back for another show of kayak fishing weekly. Our past podcast, our recent one was two weeks ago. Obviously, we mentioned we missed last week. Apologies for that. But it was with Christine Fisher. Uh, Sorry, that was three weeks ago. Uh, Our most recent episode was Russ Snyder. Uh, A great episode of Russ talking about his whole beginning getting into kayak fishing uh, and why he's most likely what we would claim as the greatest kayak angler so far in kayak fishing history. Um, There's a lot of reason for that. And it was a great show of us talking to him about exactly that subject. So feel free to go back. Either watch whether you're on YouTube or give it a listen. Uh, if you're listening to this current episode at the moment, um, check out some of the shows we're in because I think this is this is five episode six. It's really bad that I can't remember it, that many episodes right now, and <laughs> it's under the number of ten. I, I can't <laughs> either. I don't, I, don't, I don't have enough fingers. Yeah, 
but nonetheless, uh, check those shows out. And obviously, we have another great one today with our pal, Mr. John Dalton from Creek Fishing Adventures. If you don't know John uh, and you you watch any videos on YouTube, you probably live under a rock. Uh, but nonetheless, John is one of the the greatest people I have I have met through the industry, and I haven't spent that much time with him. It's just I have forty different people telling me how awesome John is, and I've been a, a watcher of his content uh, for a very long time now. And it's one we're going to get into a little bit here. Obviously, we have some more stuff to go through before we get John on the show. But I quickly just want to add, I am so intrigued by John's content because I think with me, I mean, we talked about this, Justin, like why you and I work so well is we're polar opposites when it comes to fishing where I want to be, I don't want to see the bank at all when I'm fishing. Like I want to be in the middle of Lake Ontario where John's like in the smallest Creek with a kayak. And I'm like, it's just so intriguing. This is like the polar opposite of me. And it's honestly, it's a, a nice breath of fresh air when I go to watch content. Like I've been on a crazy kick lately of like uh, some hunting videos uh, and like guys like, I can't for the life of me now watch a video of a guy sitting in a box line hunting where I want to go watch guys that are like stalking in the Adirondack mountains and snow. Like that's, I don't know. I don't know if that, that translates to what we're talking about here, but um, nonetheless, I just love his content. I thought that was an out West thing. There's actually guys that do that on the East coast. Dude, everywhere, everywhere. Is. Really? I mean, it's um, obviously some terrain is, is easier than others, but like, especially in the Northeast, there's like a big cult following of like, and this is, I, I've been really bad lately on Serious Angler and also here now of talking about hunting and getting on a hunting gig. <laughs> but, um, there's this cult following for uh, hunting mountain bucks. And mountain bucks are like really hard to pattern and go sit in a tree stand for. They're they're great where if, if you can understand their patterns of stalking them. Uh, there's, And I'm not going to talk like I'm some expert because I'm not. It's just more what I, what I see from the outside looking in. Um, but there's like this trend of, guys out there that film their hunts and they get excited every year for the first snow because the first snow when it's that first day of that layer down snow and there's tracks that day those are like fresh and that's like their best time to go and kill a big buck uh so it was i don't know it's it's been something i've been on a kick lately and um on the kayak side of it though it's one where i've now for whatever reason gotten in my brain the next couple years that i want to go uh kill a deer and use the kayak to do so. Like I want to use my kayak as a means to get in there. You know what I mean? Like something that would take me miles and miles on feet where it make it easier if I yeah. use the kayak. And I've never, I've seen new canoes do it. I've never seen a, a deer in a Hobie before. I want to be one of the first ones to do it. What, what is, <laughs> what is Cody Henley run? Um, I think he's, a he, he's probably done it. That dude's bad. Dude, bone. there's a video. I, I got to find it. I don't, I think it was this year maybe maybe a year old where he he found one that was like drowning in the river and like pulled oh yeah it into the kayak yeah. and i think it ended up dying anyway like i don't i don't know what what ended up killing it he didn't he was trying to like trying to save the thing it was it's pretty crazy uh but that, that that's the first thing that popped into my head when you're talking about about dragging a deer around in a kayak that that i've seen i know exactly what you're talking about now I'm going to actually reach out to him about that and see if we can, we can share that content, but that might actually be a, a deserving next week kayak fishing King queen of the week. Um, but I've seen that video and he actually, it was a pro angler that he put that deer in. I think it was a decent buck too. Um, and so he almost beat me to the punch, but he didn't kill it. So <laughs> we're still, <laughs> the goal is still there. <laughs> it can be done. Um, I like it. but one thing that was cool before we get John here on the show that, uh, we told you guys when we seen certain things in the industry, kayak fishing specifically, we were going to share it with you. 
and I saw it actually this afternoon. It was super last minute, and I sent it over to Justin. And I'm like, dude, this thing's freaking sweet. It looks like a suitcase that turns into a catamaran style kayak, and it could be just me. I, I've I've never seen. It. Have you seen this before? No, I'm gonna share I, when when the the first image that I saw of it was was the image of it like fully expanded. I guess like where it looks a lot like a blue sky. Uh, I forget yes. who makes that, but it looks it like a, it's a blue sky Jackson, deal. Right? I think so. So but all it, the credit it, goes to the real Yak Dragger uh, on Instagram. He posted the video. Uh, I don't know if it's his content that he shot or what, but uh, this was a post on his page. It's where we're getting it from, but that's where we're going to put the credits to. But I'll play it right here. It's super freaking cool. It looks like an oversized suitcase. Yeah. That turns into this big catamaran kayak. And it's he's moving in it too. Like it's it's actually a pretty sweet deal. Um, I'm assuming Johnson's gonna go break into this thing now and <laughs> roam the creek. I, I think that's a little bit too too big for a creek. But the the ideal of of how mobile that is, like I don't know, it's just super intriguing to me. And the first thing I thought of, you actually see because this is Instagram, you can see the comments. I put in a a, a gif of a of a transformer. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of too. <laughs> I mean, someone has has got to have their rig called Optimus Prime. It's, it's got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Those Sea Tug wheels are good too. I mean, I feel like that thing with it compact like that. I, I'm curious. My thinking is it would be easier to maneuver, like to drag that thing down a trail with it more compact. But I'm I'm curious if if anybody that actually has one, or I'm curious if they're even on the market yet. But it, it looks really cool. It is. And uh, I took that and I shared it with uh, my local dealer that I work with at Morgan Marine, Ryan Kennedy. He's the man. <laughs> he probably hates me at this point because I send him so many different things I see and ideas I have for kayak setups. And I'm like, dude, how do we get our hand on this thing? I just want to try it. Um, but he was actually pretty intrigued as well. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool and thought uh, the folks should uh, be shared with that. And we'll, um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we'll leave a link down in the show notes so you guys can uh, check it out for yourself. But um, nonetheless, I don't have anything else until we bring on our man here, John Dalton. But do you got anything else for the folks, Justin? No, maybe we talk uh, talk in the, the next episode about the, I think it's the native schedule just dropped. Oh, it did. But yes. I, I was glancing at that. It looks fun. I mean, we, I feel like we could, we could go for quite a while talking about that schedule, but yeah. Yeah, let's 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 save that for for next week, uh, and actually be perfect because we'll just hint it with this. Uh, we'll save it for, we'll save it for who it actually is going to be to the end of the show. Well, let's just say the beginning, and it's probably going to give it away. Honestly, it's a native guy, isn't it? Very big native guy, probably their biggest. <laughs> that probably gives it all away, but uh, we'll we'll keep people guessing uh, for now anyway. I think without further ado, let's bring him on here, our guest for today, Mister John Dalton. What's going on, man? Hey, glad to be here. Glad to talk fishing or hunting or whatever we're talking about today. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're, Justin and I are learning fast that while we want to talk kayak fishing, and it will be mostly kayak fishing, we, like many other shows, have rabbit holes upon rabbit holes, which I'm sure you're used to with your our a good pal, Mr. Alex Rudd. Oh, yeah. He's the <laughs> king of, of rabbit holes. <laughs> but, uh, but, dude, it's good to get you here on the show. Uh, and I think, like I told people before, if they if they are on YouTube watching fishing content, and they haven't seen your videos, they probably live under a rock. Uh, but let's let's start from the beginning of it. Of you, you've kind of frame all of your content around creek fishing. Yeah. And I think that's something that's super cool because one, I think a lot of the country 
either doesn't know that they have creeks like that accessible to them or either they just uh, aren't able to hit it within the means that you're showing people where it's super low budget, like super authentic in your means. And I'm just curious from that standpoint, when did that start for you? Has that been a lifelong thing? Did it, did it just click one of the days you're coming home from work? You're like, ah, screw it. I'm gonna go fish that Creek. Like how did it, how did it all begin for you, man? It kind of began. Um, I really, uh, first, I, my first memories and like passion began my dad was a was a pastor of a church and we lived in like a house that was right beside it when i was five i think we like five to ten we lived this house and there was a creek back there there was a, there was a basketball court i had like we had like a basketball in the, in the church you know uh parking lot and then a creek and i would like just alternate between like basketball and going to the creek like all all day throughout the summer and i remember like vividly going to the creek and this is a tiny tiny creek like the deepest hole is like two foot. Um, like you can barely jump in and get wet all the way. But I would I would go down there and just catch and just observe and just I was fascinated with all the life that was in that little stream. And I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky, or, that, or that's where I was born. But we lived in Kentucky and Tennessee all my life. So everywhere I've been, it's 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 uh, everybody fishes. It's like if you're from the country, everybody fishes. Like yeah. I don't know anybody that didn't, but I never but everybody just kind of goes and like bank fishes or they go and, you know, throw out a line or go to a pond. And I really didn't know people that bass fished um, really at all. So I always, I, I would just go down there and catch little sunfish. And I'm, at the time, I didn't even know what kind of sunfish they were. I just remember I would catch this fish and then I catch this fish and I know they're different, but you know, there's nothing, there's, you know, no internet, no, no one to ask. So I'm like, these fish are different. I know they're different. And I just remember that that curiosity of like a kid has always been with me about small streams, and um, that's kind of where it started. And then through through high school and stuff, is I was big into sports, and um, even after high school, I I played basketball like twice a week and um, worked on trucks. And I kind of got away from I'd fish, but I, I would I kind of didn't go hardcore into it. And everybody that I knew all had boats. Like, and I'm like, I, w- I bought a boat for like a year and then sold it, you know, just a cheap boat. And I just, I just wasn't, I didn't really understand it. I really didn't get it. And I knew if I went out on the lake, I had no idea where a fish was. So if I'm going to fish, I would just go down the river bank or, you know, or Creek and just toss in a worm or, you know, fish for whatever. So, um, so it all comes full circle. When I moved to East Tennessee nine years ago, sold my truck, sold my house with a garage and moved into an apartment. And I'm like, I got to pick up, I got to get something back into something. And I just started fishing some of the creeks around here. And the more I started doing that, the more I was like, hey, yeah, I forgot how fun this was. I, I you know, kind of got back into it. Then I started exploring more places. Then I start catching like, you know, 15, 16 inch bass and little holes that you'd think had nothing or go to a place, you know, and catch uh, five or six different fish that I'm like, all right, now I got to figure out what, what species these are because I'm curious about every fish that's in there. Um, and that kind of grew for, I did that for like two years when I, when I moved back over here to Eastern Sea, cause I, I did HVAC. So I moved here for a HVAC job. And then, um, I, I was like, I started, this is, you know, this is uh 2015 and I started, I only, the only thing I used YouTube for was to, uh, like watch, Tracy McGrady dunks <laughs> like let me type in <laughs> highlight windmills or something. you know like I didn't know there's anything else on YouTube 
And then, awesome. then there's like, you know, people start making fishing videos. And I think remember one of the first people I remember was like Bama Bass, like some of his yeah. old stuff. Oh, gee. Yeah. And like, you talking and, about and the, I, oh, sorry to cut you off. You're talking about the, like the top water blow ups. Yeah. And the, yeah. The shaking the, the frog out of the <laughs> yeah. tree hanging. Yeah. The tree yeah. hanging. Uh, yeah, like the technique is like there's actually a technique to throwing your frog in the tree and hanging it above the water. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know if this guy's crazy or a genius, but I love it. And I'm here for it. <laughs> so I keep going, John. All, all you would see is like uh, all I've ever seen is like just like these montages or just big bass catching. And I remember I'd watch somebody and they'd be fishing something and they catch a, something that wasn't a bass and they always call it a bluegill, no matter what species it was. Bram, that's a bram. <laughs> it drive me crazy. Bluegill I'm with like, whiskers. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I blew you. Uh, and like, oh, why did that bite? They don't be so mad. I'm like, I, I want to catch that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so like, I, at this point, I'm, I'm, I, I first off, I, I have no experience with computers, electronics. I still can't type. Like, I have no, no, I hated social media. I was like one of the holdouts to get on Facebook when everybody was getting on Facebook. I'm like, I don't want to get on that. I'm like, all right, I guess I will. <laughs> so, like computers and electronics and social media stuff is like one of the things that I'm not even thinking about. But I I noticed that I wanted to watch creek fishing videos. I wanted to watch somebody go to a creek or river, explore it, catch whatever's in there, and then show them correctly. And this was right when like river monsters was huge. Yes. But I wanted to, I was like, I love river monsters. I love the way they did it. I wanted the same style for like creeks and streams. I just go explore. You're just going to explore. And yeah, so I'm like, somebody should make, so make creek fishing videos. I kept saying that <laughs> and I can't find nobody. So I finally, I'm like, well, I got nothing else to do. I might as well, I'll try it. <laughs> awesome. I went and bought a camera. Like I went and bought like a cheap laptop. Like I didn't have anything. And I went out and recorded a video. I took my cousin and my nephew to a little bridge. We went and caught some fish. That was my first video. And then I started like messing around. And then, you know, for first year, I, it went nowhere. It was horrible videos. I got like a hundred subscribers, but I was having fun with it. Like, I was like, this is, this is fun. It's pushing me to go explore more. So the next year goes by. And at the end of that next year, I got, I'm at like three, 4,000 subscribers. This, I started in 2016, about two, end of 2018, like the first, first two winters, I didn't even fish in the winter. I didn't even know people fished in the winter. Like, like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't put out any videos. Then like the third year, I'm like, you can catch fish in the winter. I didn't know this. You know? So I know nothing about like real fishing or like, you know, I, you know, I just, everybody I fished with, everybody just did it like casually. So this is kind of pushing me to learn so much and I'm just loving it and exploring, going new places, catching new fish, finding out what you can catch fish on, finding out where fish are. Um, my third year of YouTube, it, it took a jump from, went from 4,000 to 20,000 subscribers in like three or four months. Um, it was in a spring. It just j jumped. Soon as I hit like 20,000, I, I, in my mind, I knew I was quitting my job and I'm going to put all my effort into this. And I've been, I've been working hard on it. I've like really been putting a lot of effort into it. And I was doing HVAC and in the summer, when you do HVAC, we don't get off work till eight, nine o'clock at night. So there, there's no time to go fishing. And then I'm on call every third week. 
So like I didn't like yeah. even if I was kayaking or whatever, I didn't have time to go out and spend all day fishing. So right. I was just doing things that were like I'd go fish two hours, you know, after work or on a Saturday or something like that. So um it went from that, I quit my job. Um, I'm like, I'm just gonna focus. I, and 2000 and it was right before COVID, like right before it, that's when I quit. COVID hit. I started fishing all over the place. That really helped my channel grow. And four years ago, I guess now, almost, I guess around four years ago now, I've been doing it. That's all I've done full time. Most of my money comes from uh, YouTube AdSense. And I've just been trying to crank out videos, go explore everywhere I can fish. That's freaking awesome, dude. That is awesome. I love when you said no one's making creek fishing videos. You're like, screw it. I'll just do it. Yeah. You it pioneered the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you're like fine. If somebody's gonna do it, it's gonna be me. It, it's that uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the the reel on social media or on Instagram or anything, but from uh, Avengers where Thanos Famous, goes, yeah. "Fine, I'll do it myself." That's <laughs> John, yeah. and here he is. You're at like what, like a hundred and twenty? You actually you at one hundred thirty yet thousand? I'm at, I'm at one hundred forty six thousand oh, on YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It like you you made a couple points that I think. I, at least they they resonate with me those those 15 and 16 inch fish i mean i love catching bigger fish but i would do kind of the same sort of thing you know i i on the way to work on the way home from work part of why i love kayak fishing is because i could just you know quickly throw it up on top of the car take it down from the car get in the water and you know I'm, it's not like i'm out there catching trophies but but those 15 and 16 inch fish even if you just catch a couple of them you're in gonna the evening, find some yeah yeah it's fun yeah and uh yeah, I, I did that. You know, I would go in these little tiny tributaries of the Potomac and do that. So it's, it's. Uh, I think it's really cool that that you were, that you were able to do that kind of where you live. And I, I think it's it's like Bailey, you you said earlier that there's so many people like there's there's water like that everywhere. People can find creeks. So it's like what you're doing. It's you're the first one to do it. I think it just resonates with people. Yeah, I, I never go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's everywhere. It's relatable, and I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Where it's like, I feel like in your content, you've taught a lot of people, and from from different perspectives. Where it's it's one, don't be afraid to go and exp like go ex one explore. Right, it's one yeah. thing you hit on, but in regards to that, it's go try that creek you've you've drove or walked over thirty thousand times in your life and never tried fishing it. Because like I think it's one thing you've shown people. It might look pretty dang shallow, but you'd be surprised what a fish lives in. And uh, I thought that's one pretty cool, but also you, you, I feel like you do a lot of good, man. Um, I mean, there's so many different examples we could bring up, but even like one of your most recent ones about the Everglades and talking about your friend and what that meant to you. I feel like people get a lot of, we see a lot of crap. I'll call yeah. it crap on, on media nowadays. And like, to me, listening to that today, that made my day. So it's like, you get a lot of good out of it. So it's, you, you blend a, a great personality <laughs> A good like a great mission but also it's hey i'm just exploring these small creeks and i'm catching more fish than you guys so it's like it's it's cool too and you whoop up on people in tournaments now too. well <laughs> kayak tournament is the last thing i thought i'd ever get into but i i love the tournaments but i can't i don't like doing them every week or like once a month like i get burned out doing like a two-day tournament like i don't know how y'all do like three-day tournaments and stuff like all the time but it is it is weird how it, it like brings out a different like passion and different like like you know I'm a huge sports guy like when I when I played basketball when I step out on the court my goal is to be the best basketball player on that court 
and most of the time I was, I was, I was pretty good, but I wasn't like amazing or anything, but I bring that same attitude when I, when I go kayaking, like I may have never pre-fished that lake and have no, know nothing about it, but when I'm out on that water, I want to be the best angler at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and it just pushes me to fish. And, and, um, if you, t- if you have fun with it, it's, it's people love watching people have fun. And, I, you know, obviously that's why comedy and stuff does so well, <laughs> yeah. but that's freaking cool, so- man. If I'm if my math is right, you said 2016, so that's seven years you've had the channel going. Yeah, is that is that um, so? I I guess if you had to pick a couple of things to somebody who's maybe new to fishing or or new to that aspect, maybe they fish ponds or something else. What what are some things you'd recommend to to the newbie to creek fishing to kind of get them started? Um, don't overlook anything. Like I have a greenway that in my town that I, my buddy told me it's world famous. Now I probably got 20 videos fishing from it. The biggest fish I ever caught out of it is probably like a 12 inch bass, but we have Kusa bass, the red eye Kusa. It's one of the red eye bass and they only get 10 inches long, but I'll catch they're eight inches long, but there's, there's bluegill, there's green sunfish, there's red ear, there's shiners, um, probably three, four other little species that you can catch. Now, this isn't bass fishing. This is just either ultralight or just multi-species fishing, as I call it. Um, there, and, and that's another thing. Like, a lot of people don't know. Like, my channel is a decent size, but, like, a lot of people in the bass world don't even know who I am because I'm not a bass fishing channel. Um, so, a, a lot of times people are like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize your channel was that big. I have so many followers that don't bass fish. They just fish for whatever. You know, so there's a lot more to, if you're, if you're stuck on bass fishing, there's a lot other ways to fish. Now, if all you like is bass fishing and all you care about is catching a PB, there's channels for that. That's, mm-hmm. that's not my channel. My channel is about having fun. And then, so if you, if you just want to go, just go try anything, you know, you don't have to, and don't depend uh, your success on how big the fish was. Just go explore, catch whatever you can catch, uh, downsize your lures to just, pull out some stuff, get an ultralight rod and a trout magnet and see how many fish you can catch in an hour, you know? Yeah. And I, what I, what I love about that is, especially for me, it's a, it's a challenge of, uh, we've talked about it. I think we were talking about it with, with Russ, where it's like, even if I'm out in the mangroves and the salt and I'm like skipping mangroves or whatever for snook, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, bass would be right there. Not even thinking about the, where it's like for you. It's like, man, I could go catch crappie. I could catch bluegill. I could catch perch. I could catch bass, spotted bass. Like it's like thinking about all these things where my mind and it's to, to a fault where I'm just so bass centric. So that's what's, what's cool about it. It's like, and you mentioned it earlier, like you held, you held up two fish and you're like, these are not the same thing. <laughs> like I would love to live in an age where we didn't know what these what bass yeah. and these species were anymore. And there, like you said, there was no internet. It'd be so sick to be like one of the first people fishing. You're like, Whoa, Whoa. Like what are, what else am I going to catch? <laughs> I think that's something that with, with, with people with you, it's like, they're, they're not going to just watch bass content. They're just watching a dude explore. And I think a lot of people in fishing right now forget that part. Like you hear some people yeah. talk about, I like fishing new lakes because of, that new exploration feeling that they get on new bodies of water or it's just the whole, like as a kid again, you know, 
bringing out the fact of we're not going to practice for a tournament. We're just going to go have fun. Yeah. And there needs to be more of that. And they get that with you. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. and that's, a, I don't even like, I don't really like enjoy practicing for kayak tournaments that much. Like I went to the Susky and actually um, the real, real yak dragger, he stayed at the house I was at, you know? Um, so I got to go up and stay with some guys and like I, I went up, Two and a half days early, I bet I only fished six hours of those days. I went out like two days for like three hours, you know, found some fish, had some fun, went exploring. I was just like soaking it all in. And then um, it was good because I brought the wrong kayak up there for that term. I got wore out uh, fighting the wind and current. I have done that on the exact same river. Oh my god! I, I didn't know. I didn't know everybody had a motor. Like, and that's that for me. The the kayak like tournament kayak world still blows my mind. Like Bailey, you're used to it. You know, I know. I see. I've seen you do this those big tournaments for a long time. Where when I go to these big tournaments, I'm like, oh, y'all been up here fishing for seven days? Oh, <laughs> or like, <laughs> oh, y'all have like a motor, two motors? Oh, okay. You know, so <laughs> you're like, wait, there's practice. We can do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> John's like, oh, I, there was another river over here that looks more fun. I went over, yeah, yeah. I went over here. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Um, when it comes to, like, say somebody that's seeing your 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 content, and it's a lot of people, and I'd say arguably you've gotten thousands of people into fishing or at least into the idea of exploring a creek. Um, and with that, like, say somebody is starting out, what are the most important like say if you had a top three the most important pieces of equipment that person can bring the first time going to to fisher creek from a kayak specifically i would bring uh i would go with the second person and i think that's um if you if you can't find a second person a second person just helps you do so much more if you're gonna to look at stuff to you know if you're if you're getting into certain situations or if you're floating a river to uh, put in and take out um but if you're going by yourself you know um be uh, tell somebody where you're at, bring your life jacket and wear it because no matter what the current is, I, I've flipped a couple times and it can it happen so fast. So, um, but you know, find one or two fishing poles that you're comfortable with three or four lures that you are comfortable with and just go throw those lures and just go look around, have fun, explore, and, and just see what you come across. Just, just get out there and, and see what it is. Don't make up your mind about it before you're there. I love that. That's so yeah, simplistic. Sim- simplicity, yeah. man. It, I've I, I'm constantly trying to do that because I'm yeah. I'm a tackle junkie with so much stuff, way too many rods, way too much gear, and I'm constantly like fighting to try to pare down what I'm taking with me in the kayak. But since I got the you know a tinier kayak this year, it, it's really forced me to. And some of those trips are the most fun, where it's just I don't yeah. have the motor, I don't have all the you know, fancy electronics and stuff. I'm just in some, you know, smaller backwater place with a, a couple of rods and a couple of baits. And you don't have to think about, oh, should I switch to that color? Or maybe if I try that bait and it just, I don't know, everything's simple and it's fun. It's it's weird how that works. I, I always, I don't know, I kind of make fun of like these bass fishing channels in my mind. You know, a lot of times they are right, but it's like, uh, it's they're talking to like 1% of the, people or like you know one uh, one like a one situation and, and i'm like if you go to a creek or a stream like even on the susky everybody's telling me oh you gotta throw this you gotta throw this i'm like i'm gonna throw a spinnerbait and i'm gonna catch fish and i don't even <laughs> color what carrot uh, a carrot 
and I did. <laughs> maybe I maybe I missed one that was a uh, one inch bigger hit. I don't know, but I was catching like a ton of fish, you know, you know, and I and I did well for for the situation I was in. But the, but the a creek or stream is like the fish. The smaller the body of water, the more concentrated. They don't. They're less picky, and that's what I love about it. Everything's more aggressive. Um, they're just more predictable where they're going to be. So it doesn't like if you're throwing a a chatterbait or a spinnerbait or a swimbait or whatever, it doesn't matter if you throw it in front of that fish and he's in the area where he's eating, he's going to eat it. And uh, that's where I like, just pick up something, a moving bait in a, in a, you know, something slow. Now, you know, it, it can change, you know, obviously. um, But for the most part, don't overthink it. Just, just go and start casting. I am. And Justin and I have talked about this. I am the worst ever when it comes to being simplistic like that. Like I would, I think maybe I could count maybe twice this year where I've had less than five rods in the kayak <laughs> at one point. And like, dude, I've tried it where I've literally gone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to punch. I'm going to frog. And that's it. That's all I'm going to do. And I go and I put those in the truck and I come back and I'm like, well, the wind's blowing. You know, I might want to chatterbait. Or like something I can, you know, crank like a hybrid hunter with. And then maybe I'll throw a trap. They might eat a jerk bait too. And the next thing you know, I got 10 rounds. I'm like, dang it. Like, this is exactly what I'm trying to avoid. And it's every time, man. It's like, then you go to baits. And it's like, I mean, you can do a couple different jerk bait colors. And then it's like, maybe a little bit deeper. I got to put, put a plus one in there. And it's like, okay, I got to stop. Like, it's, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's my ADHD brain that does it to me. But it is so hard for me to do it. And it's, what well, the times I have. Like when I, I fished Santee Cooper on the way home from Florida, the, the Harris chain tournament. And all I did was brought out a flipping stick and a spinnerbait rod and I smashed them and it felt so good. Cause I'm sitting there. I'm like, I brought no tackle crate. All I brought was those two rods. I put two extra spinnerbaits in like the backpack of the Hobie and then the, my camera stuff. And that was it. And I'm like, this feels amazing. My kayak went a whole mile, mile per hour faster too. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah man there's there's something to that like obviously being prepared you know there's people that find a lot of success like you know like let's say like a jody queen justin that has it seems to be very uh you know detailed you know in regards to down to a a, a fine point which is works great for him but then there's people that when they try to do that like me maybe you they get too caught up in trying to do too much where it's it might be easier for the people that are simplistic, like a John, a Drew Gregory, uh, yourself, where it's like keeping it simple finds, you know, allows less distractions and lets you focus on just where the fish are at. Because like John said, you find them in most of these situations, they're going to eat whatever, it's, whatever you put in their face. So, yeah, I, I think Drew calls them stupid fish. The, <laughs> the unpressured ones. Yeah. That's yeah. the ones I like to go for. That's what I love about kayak and skinny water stuff. They're all, they're just there. They're hungry, you know, you know, and, 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 and not everybody's, you know, people might not kayak through that section of water for weeks at a time. Then you go through there. And then, well, and then there's the other factor where it's just like current current yeah. is the ultimate negator. And I think a, a lot of people know that, especially nowadays, but it's like when you get in that situation, you got flowing water. It doesn't matter if you go float behind somebody. You're, you're gonna oh, as yeah. long as there's more fish in there, you're good. Which it's gonna be plentiful. And most of when we do three people floats, I I love being the last guy back. 
you know, and half the time I catch more fish. You know, it's about where you're putting that lure. And then sometimes the people in the front, if they're not hitting, especially if they're not hitting a bait, just crushing it. And you're you're in the back, like picking off finesse fish after the other guys. And they're looking back at you like, what are you doing? You're like, I, I'm just, you know, just catching fish. There's a lot of different fish. You can't cast everywhere, especially around our, our rivers are all real fast. So if you're in a stream that you're flowing, you're moving through pretty quick. And that's where bringing less stuff is like, you can't even have, you can't have your rods up like any, any of our streams, there's just, you'll be in the trees the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you got to have everything in front of you. And then I, I like to take three rods if I'm doing a river like that. And I, you know, I got a spinnerbait and a, you know, a Helgramite and usually a backup rod, you know, you know, you know, two, two styles. And um, that way you have them ready and you got to be ready to cast though. And you're flowing through current. That's the biggest thing about that is you got to be, you got to see ahead where, where you want to cast. You can't be looking yeah. back like, Oh, I should have cast there. You got to look ahead and pick your spots. Yeah, I, I've noticed that about your content, especially when you go on your trips with Alex and Josh. Yeah, where it seems like I do this just to poke fun at Alex because he can take it and he certainly dishes it. Uh, but it's like it always seems like he's always in the rush to be the first one, like leading the pack, and it's awesome because he's always turned back around and it's you and Josh catching fish, <laughs> and I'm watching your guys' content from the same trip and you guys are just out like kicking his butt behind him because <laughs> he's just going too fast that um, that, that, uh, that came back to bite me the other day we went on a trip and he does he had him and josh like they're in a race to get in the front <laughs> and it drives me crazy but there's there's this one river that we fish and it, there's just not a lot of fish in it so like that first cast in that good section you catch a fish and you're just not getting any more else and the other day he caught like eight or nine I caught like two because <laughs> I, because I'm not going to rush to get in front of him because he always, he always passed me back up, but yeah, but no, I don't, I don't mind. So that's, that's part of fishing with friends. Sometimes you just gotta, <laughs> but yeah, I, several times they've been in front of me and I'm catching more fish behind them and they'll say that too. So it, it goes both ways. Yeah, like, you- I'm curious with, um, and th- this is getting off topic a little bit, but when you're fishing these skinny places, do you find that that catching a big fish out of that skinny water is more fun somehow than catching them out of like a big place? Oh yeah, because I I feel like that. I'm just curious if I'm the only one that that like to me sometimes if I get in a skinny water and catch like a three pounder, yeah. it I had the same kind of feeling as I did if I was out where everybody else is maybe with the big boats and you know catch a six. It's just something about catching them where they're not supposed to be or where. Maybe not, not where they're not supposed to be, but in a place where you wouldn't think they would be as much. Like that makes it like another aspect of it that makes that that skinny water fishing fun for me. Yeah, and and you know that's the king of that that little hole. Like that's the Mac Daddy that in that section, and he's he may be the biggest fish in there. I, I have um I caught one I caught a five pound four ounce spotted bass out of a skinny river, and it, and. I couldn't believe it. That was that big. I'm like, it was insane, you know. And but if I, I would, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather do that and go catch like a, I don't know, eight pound bass out of a lake or something like that because it was just, Shoot. it was so cool. Um, and it was in current, like it's fighting, and you're pulling, you're pulling your kayak around, you know. But yeah, three pounders, three pounders is a, is a amazing catch out of any current, really, especially a small one. Now up at the Susky, that was like. Three pounders like small up there, so that's a whole nother world. That was that was that was yeah. different. But like any any other place there, it's like you you hit that, you're like wow, 
a 19 inch fish, you know, that's 14. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Heck yeah, man. Touching on the Creek one last time. We're going to let you go here in a minute. Um, and obviously we have, we have one last, uh, question for you, uh, past this point, but when it comes to the, to the Creek stuff, um, from a necessity, uh, obviously you talked about earlier, like when you fish, always fish with somebody if you can, that sort of thing. But like from a, a product standpoint, whether it's like a, like a tow rope or something like that, is there a, a must have, or like a hack that you have, like to like, you talked about potentially when you're in moving water, you're, you're going to flip eventually. Like, is there a little hack you have to either lose less gear, be prepared for something like that? Do you go out and flip on purpose type of deal just to like go through it, like understand it or something? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but do you have any like little hacks here and there for somebody that's fishing skinny water for the first time in a kayak? Yeah, actually, that's, I mean, I, I, I should, I've been wanting to do a video where I like go flip all my kayaks just to see, but, um, my first, Here's ever my six kayaks. I'm going to flip every single one of them yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get them all to the river. I flipped my kayak on the first ever river float that I did. And I, there was three, there was two people in front of me. The, the guy in front of me got his, uh, lure stuck in a tree, like a little bush. And then it, cause he got his rod up. I flow into him in current. I stick my hand up to kind of brace myself. My hand gets hooked in a lure in the tree. And I, I couldn't, I didn't realize it, but I couldn't get loose. So I flipped under, I come back up and my hand's still stuck in the tree. And I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what is happening? Cause I'm like, just in shock. But my, I'm like belly surfing on the water. It's like three foot deep, but the current is so swift. So I had to reach over, get my pocket knife, cut the line to get myself loose. And it was like, wow, that could have been like, a, and I wasn't wearing a life jacket also. So. <laughs> Uh, that was my first ever river float. So if if I had to give somebody advice, it's like be very very careful and just observant of everything you're doing because it takes a while to get comfortable. And even in you know, it would, and you never know where current's going to come from. So I mean, I, I other than just be looking forward and learning as much as you can about kayaking, um, it's hard to be prepared for anything that happens. Because uh, current, current, it, don't underestimate any current. That's probably the biggest thing. Because it, it does, it has got a lot of power. I think you could say that too. Like, and that's a great point of like Mother Nature in general. Oh, don't yeah. underestimate her. It's like ah, it's pretty windy. I think I'll be fine though. Yeah, it's you might be okay to go out, but like just be a little bit extra cautious. But especially current, man. Current is one where it's like ah. Uh, you, you can't be too crazy with current, especially when it, like we were talking about, it can come out of nowhere very unexpectedly. Especially um, if you're in a new kayak or it's a new, something new to you and you're not as comfortable with it because you don't know how it operates. That makes, that's a big difference. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Justin, you got anything to add to that from your side of things too? Not real. I, I mean, you guys kind of said it like sometimes I still, you know, at places like the Susquehanna, that's you get in some of those rapids and it's really fast. And that's a little faster than I'm comfortable being in in places. But I've had times where I'm I'm coming up, you know, getting ready to go through a rapid and I'm I'll stand up a lot of times to try to to scout. But I've, I've had situations where the the seam like the the area that you're trying to target looks really similar to a rock just under the surface where the current's hitting it funny. 
And I almost went through one my last trip up to the Susquehanna where I was like, it, it just looked a little bit sketchy. I was like, let me just back off and take a different route down through here. And when I came around it from the backside, sure enough, it was a giant rock. I'd have come through and it, it would not have gone well. I'd have been, you know, trying to chase down rods and whatever I could. But it, it, yeah, the, the current, um, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you've been out there, how long you've been doing it, it it'll humble you. Uh, if, if you're going there, for me, when I'm going, especially New Rivers, if I see like a strainer and it's a bend, I'm getting out and walking it because you don't know what's around that bend. Or if you even think that there's like boulders in the current, like that'll, because those will spin you around. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I mean, most of the time it's pretty shallow or get out on the bank, paddle over the bank and walk it. And I have a rope tied to my front of my kayak and I let my kayak float down and I just walk, I'll walk a ton of them. And it's a good time to get out and stretch sometimes. So. Don't be afraid to get out of your kayak. Like some people, they have so much stuff on their kayak, they can't they can't step out of it. That's why I like my skinny skinny water kayak. I can step right out of it when I need to. And that's gotten me out of a lot of situations, especially if you I see a tree or something or an overhang or a, a a big boulder or log that's sticking out. And you're like, oh, I got to get out. I can't. I'm not going to be able to make it through that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Last question I had for you. Unless you, you got something, Bailey? I got one, but it has nothing to do with kayak fishing. <laughs> well, that was, yeah, you we get can, something else hit him with it huh, i was i was thinking uh you mentioned doing hvac work before and i was curious if you had any any fun stories from from that you know it, it, i don't i'm not a i have very i don't know anything about that uh but I, i'm curious is, does it involve, yeah I, i've gotten very used to going into nasty nasty houses and I, I've I have learned to not even look around. I've been in houses that were so disgusting that like I can't even I don't even want to look at the walls or what's around the house. Or or you go in houses that are about you gagging and you're like just you can't even breathe because it's like so nasty. Uh, those those are probably the worst. Like I, there was one house. There's one or there's been a few, but after, as I, the more I do it, I would just block it out. I would be like. I don't know. I, I could just like turn it off. And like, I don't want to say that. there'd be like cobwebs all around insides of the house and like dogs and just cockroaches. <laughs> and like, those are the, uh, yeah, I'd rather be in the dirt crawling under a house than like inside those houses. But oh, a lot of spiders and cobwebs and just filthy you're crawling or getting called out in the middle of the night. And it's like 10 degrees out. You gotta go pick somebody's oh. heat. <laughs> Those oh, are some man. great times. But Have you ever you ran you... into like a rattlesnake or anything out of those houses? No, I mean I would see a possum or raccoon or wild cats or something every once in a while, but um, like I, I don't know. There, I, there's probably so many times that I've run into stuff that most people would be like make a big deal out of it, but I'm like so used to seeing it. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. Like I don't, I don't even. That's not a big deal. Dude, I, I see why you wanted to get into YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly the on-call, like, that that can be rough, like, especially at a small company. I was on-call every third weekend. That's, like, all day Saturday and Sunday, just waiting if a call comes in. You might work the, all weekend. You might not work at all. You're just on standby. The whole 48 hours. Yeah. Jeez. And then um, then you're on-call. There's night, so everybody has to be on call at night. So I could, I could go home at 6 get called back in at seven, get back at nine, get called back in at 10. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that part of a HVAC. That's why I quit so early. Cause 
if it was a set hours, I would have loved to try to stay longer, but I didn't have, nothing was set. It's so, um, it just takes up all your time when you're a technician. Um, you get paid good in the summer, but you work all the time. Well, now you got gotcha. your dream job. There you yeah, go. I get <laughs> I don't like editing. I sure don't like that part of it, but <laughs> for every day I edit, I can go out and fish. So it's, it's a good, uh, yeah, I never, yeah, I never thought I'd be here. And if it lasts another month, I'll be happy. But if it if lasts another 10 years, I'll be happy, I guess. I, I have no idea where this is going to go. Hey, it's like you're exploring a creek, man. You're just focused yeah. on what's around yeah. that next bend. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's all it is. That's awesome, man. And seriously, we, I mean it when I, I when I say you're one of the, the better people I've met uh, in this industry. And keep doing you, man, because the, yeah. the content speaks for itself. There's a reason so many people attach themselves to, to following you and what you're doing. So uh, keep it up because uh, it's it's quality. It's what the fishing industry needs. Uh, and you're a hell of a dude. So uh, and, and I'm also, you're kind enough to uh, come talk to us too, Jabronis, here <laughs> on this show. So uh, appreciate you nonetheless uh, making the time, man. Yeah, man. Really appreciate it, Bailey and Justin. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you, yeah, dude. Well, uh, dude, we will be talking to you real soon. And, uh, Hopefully get you back on here here soon to talk about some more some more creek fishing, some of that that juice you like to uh, unlock and uh, quote unquote freeze your connection. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe my internet will work better next time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but seriously, thank you, man, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. See you, John. Well, there you have it, folks. Mr. John Dalton from Creek Fishing Adventures. Um, if you have not, for whatever reason. Uh, seen any of his videos or follow him on social media all the links to that will be uh, down in the show description whether you're watching on youtube or listening on mp3 just click the show notes and all the links are take you right there to his page encourage you to follow along because once you do you will not stop pretty much guarantee that um but man it, dude justin it's it's a refreshing way to fish and it's like my heart still lies in you know going offshore and chasing big small mouth and stuff and I, I do love technology but there is something to be said about even for guys in boats man like as a kid running around with your friends exploring creeks like there's something to getting back to the legitimate basics of fishing where it's i'm gonna grab one rod and i'm gonna go explore this creek by my house yep just, it reminds me of turning over rocks and trying to catch crawdads and all the fun stuff you do when you're little and um yeah i don't I don't know how to like to me john's like the perfect perfect ambassador for that like it's because like you, you and i are fish heads like bass heads specifically and it's like he made a point where he's talking about the industry as a whole there's a lot of you know he's talking about guys on the bass side that you know don't know him um like we get so absorbed in just bass but there's a huge part of the fishing industry that you know, they just they, they just want to catch a fish, want to feel a bite, you know, feel that tug, land a fish. They don't care if it's, you know, five pounder or if it's a six incher. And I think that's uh, like it's I don't know if he did it on intentionally or if it just worked out that way. But it's I think it's it's genius from a marketing standpoint to like you've got such a big audience when you just go fishing. Yeah. And I think there's definitely something to uh and credited to the whole covid thing covid was obviously great for the fishing and outdoor industry there was a big boom obviously it's there's there was some hecticness amongst when you look at a business side but um and some things are starting to come back down to normal here 
like this year, I think there was a decrease actually overall in say in the license sales for fishing and hunting. Um, a pretty big drop actually, uh, compared to the COVID years. But again, like we can't compare anything to the COVID years because that was like an anomaly when it comes to that. Um, but for him, like when you think about it, anybody making content, it seemed like did well during the COVID years. And it seemed like there's a lot of things that popped up in the COVID years because it was a time where either people were getting laid off or there's less to do. So it provided them time to do so. Some of them have dropped off since because they're back to a normal schedule. But like for John, it was perfect because one, he'd already made the jump. So it wasn't because of COVID that he made the jump. He, he said he made the jump right before COVID and then COVID allowed all these people that were cooped up sitting outside their house to watch this guy in, in middle of Tennessee, go fish these creeks, wherever the heck he wants and explore and walk and talk his way through it. So it was perfect timing then. But even now I'd argue it's great because what is the big, especially from a bass fishing side, what is the biggest topic right now in, in bass fishing technology? Well, you mean forward, yeah, forward facing sonar, all yeah. the, so like, and obviously we're for, you know, we're for it. Like we're for technology type of deal, but like, it's still a nice breath of fresh air to go see a guy with no electronics kayaking two rods and go catch the crap out of crappie or spotted bass or whatever the hell is living in that Creek there. I think in a, in a, and I say this too, and it's somewhat hypocritical because in serious anger, we talk about it and I try to steer away from uh, some of that conversation now, but it seems like questions from people, they come to us as a resource for it. So it, it is nice for me to just go and talk, not talk about it for a while. It's a, it's a, when, the, when there's this arms race going on, it's nice to see that it gives people that time away from that talk. And it's like, okay, it's somebody that's just doing it all natural. And I've gotten comments of that lately because I've, I have all these videos stocked up of me using electronics to find fish and things like that for my YouTube. But recently I've been just using that Hobie eye track, that inflatable and posting counts around that. People are loving it. They're like, like yes, yeah, sitting there. I'm sitting there at the level, man. Yeah, I did snare carp. That was nuts. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there in dilemma. I'm like, this is what they want. It is fun, but I also want to go scope some big smallmouth offshore. And it's like, do I post it or not? It's like, <laughs> it's one of those things, man, where it's gonna come down to just like post what you want to post. But for for John's case, it's he's posting refreshing content for people. I think that's important. So, but nonetheless, uh, great show with john appreciate everybody tuning in for that uh and now we get into our last segment of the show each week that uh sounds like people are beginning to really love and enjoy we're trying to put more time towards it um not even just bass focus but we're trying to pull in some salt people things like that and uh if you guys hear your name called if you guys want the clips to share any of this by all means uh reach out to us we happily send that along to you guys but uh our kayak fishing kings and queens of the week. Justin, kick us off. All right. I want to start with uh, there was a recent Central Florida Bass Nation Open. Uh, I believe it was last weekend on Felsmere Lake. Uh, for anybody that knows, it's also uh, referred to as headwaters. I've been down there myself a couple of times, some big fish down there. Uh, but uh, Doug Wilson, shout out to him. He's our first king of the week, uh, won that tournament. 91 and three quarter inches, uh, impressive total anywhere. Um, and it, yeah. believe it or not, it's their, it's their season opener, which I thought was kind of funny. Cause it's like, 
least where I'm at. It's like the season where yeah. at the tail end of the season, they're already kicking off the new season. But, uh, but yeah, nice. first, oh yeah, first first king of the week, Doug Wilson, out of uh, fish, fishing big tournaments down in Florida. So I feel like you are made for Florida because you, you mentioned how you're a spawn guy. They have three spawns yeah. down there, and it lasts for like six months. I think I think Florida's like on your main man. It's like your retirement plan. The I know the, the only thing that it makes me hesitant to try to like end up down there is the summer. Like it's so hot for like the months when it's prime time fishing for you in New York. It's like, I mean, even the guides are off the water at like noon because it's unbearable. That's the See, only we'll part. Do that, is, uh, we'll have, we'll have a serious angler network timeshare. <laughs> we'll have a house in New York and then a, a house in Florida <laughs> or Texas. We can run to in the winter months where all the, the whole crew will just, We'll have it be like the the fisherman's headquarters, if you will. Where, where we I like it. It's it's snowbird, snowbird kayaking. Yeah, shoot. I mean, that's what I've been thinking about too. My parents live in Florida now. It's like, why would I stay here in Buffalo when the bass fishing sucks right now? Like to catch a largemouth right now, it's pretty, it's tough ish. Uh, it's just funny to say in the north, they're like, yeah, well, it's tough ish all year round here. This, uh, but. Um, large and small mouth is still pretty good, but it gets pretty brutal here. So, like, from here to like March, so it might be nice to go down to Florida for a while, but nonetheless, that was Shoot. just a total wild card idea. We, we we got a month, then we'll be down there with Hobie a little over a month, I yeah. Think. And it's, yeah, I, I honestly think there'll be some spawners on that one. I think it's it's lining up with, I think, a full moon. I'd I'd have to go double check it, but I, I thought. Full moon, and I bet there's a wave of spawners. Maybe not a huge one, but I bet there's some spawners in January. Uh, well, I will be rooting you on from a beach in Punta Cana with a margarita. Honeymoon. Yeah, I would get uh I would get cut and left for <laughs> left for dead on that if, if I decided to do that instead. Um, but no, just to keep things rolling here, our second kayak fishing king of the week is uh to a man that uh obviously has had a lot of success um and that is one that it doesn't even have to do with bass it's not even conventional fishing uh which actually is poking some fun at uh andy the captain over at serious angler because he's been fly fishing lately but it's yeah and for steelhead that dude's a wizard um this guy's a wizard too in the kayak space and that is the man himself guillermo gonzalez uh, catching two muskies on the fly from the kayak in the same day. And this is amazing content. We're, we'll, so we'll put his link to his, his pages down here in the notes, along with everything else that we mentioned from John, uh, our guest for today. But what's a really funny story on this? Christine posted a pretty cool video. Obviously, Guillermo's posted some pictures from it. Uh, those two do amazing content together. Um, great photographers. They have the right equipment to Cool, put up some cool stories. Um, but she had a video of Guillermo catching one of these muskies in the fly. And he's like freaking out behind her, catching it. She's running up to go net it for him. And um, I'm trying to remember the page. Some page reposted it. It was like a muskie page reposted it. And just previously, they'd reposted mine where that big tiger muskie had surfaced next to my kayak. And so I had been chatting with the guy for a little bit. 
I don't know why he thought. I think he just attributed it to like from following my page, not being familiar with kayak fishing, and posting my content. That he, for whatever reason, posted that it was me that I was Guillermo and tagged me in it instead. <laughs> tagged me and and said that I was with Christine. And I'm like, well, look. As much as I would love to have the dashing looks that Guillermo has, that is not me in that post. <laughs> uh, so cool little side story on the same content that we're talking about. But Guillermo, man, he is just your true, like the same way Christine is. Like those two are destined for each other, and the fact that they are straight up fish heads, like musky, bass, whatever it may be. Even when it comes to you know shooting stuff with ducks and deer and all that, they're just true true ambassadors of the outdoors and that's what i love about those two uh and so guillermo i don't think guillermo gets enough credit for one how successful and consistent he is in his true intuition for the sport but also the great human he is and the the passion that he brings to the people around him so um i know that's long spieled here for our second kayak fishing king but encourage you guys to follow along with guillermo one of the best dudes that we have here in the 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 side of, of kayak fishing but uh Who's our third and last one this week? Third, third and last one. We're going to do something a little different. I actually, I've got a handful of guys here from another tournament. This is the Oklahoma Bass Nation Championship. Now, it happened first week of December on Lake Ten Killer. So this is a qualifying event for the Bassmaster Kayak Series Championship, which is also going to be on Ten Killer. Uh, so these are the five guys that that punch their ticket to that tournament on the same lake this upcoming March. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm, this was tight too. Yeah. Very, very close. Um, but I'll, I'll go through. I apologize to any of these guys whose names I butcher, but <laughs> Tim, Tim Boyden was a tournament winner. So he, he had a, a total of 86 inches. Then Shane Moore just behind him runner up with 85. Michael Galbraith was third. And this was actually a tiebreaker uh, with 84 inches. He had an 18 inch kicker. And so he edged out Josh Landreth, um, who who ends in fourth, and then Jimmy Thomas with 83 and three quarters in fifth. So you're talking just a couple of inches separating first and fifth. But uh, huge congrats to all those guys because that's uh, not only are they going to the the championship, but it's actually on the same lake, which I thought was kind of cool. So you know, I won't be surprised if I see any of those same names. Um, hopefully, when I'm out there in March, you know that those guys were fiending. To make that oh, top yeah. five for that, event. oh yeah. But dude, anytime you have a tiebreaker in the top three, that's a pretty tight tournament, especially when they're literally only two inches behind first. Pretty incredible. Like that's that is awesome to me. You're talking at any one of those guys, one bite could have made the difference. You know, between... yeah, like dude, that's a difference between a 13 or a 15. Like it's crazy the difference that could make. But that's that's super cool. Congrats to uh, the guys that get to qualify for that the championship, the the Bassmaster Championship. There, congrats to Tim Boyden on the win. Um, that's a super cool case, Justin. So uh, bravo to those folks. I'd say we have uh, usually have three a week, but uh, that is now what that's seven. seven. <laughs> Our seven kings of the week. <laughs> it's a lot this week. More the merrier. <laughs> that's right. Um, but uh, so to round this out for you guys. That was our kayak fishing kings and the week. Hope you guys are enjoying that segment. Um, but to round out our show for today, before we sign off here, next week, next week we, we kind of hinted at it earlier, and I'm sure a bunch of people guessed it already. Uh, Mr. Greg Blanchard is going to be coming and joining us here on the show. Uh, he's going to talk through some of his new uh, the native Titan X setup 
But also let's talk with Greg because he's been all over the map. I don't know if people know, but Greg actually started uh, his fishing career, if you will, and YouTube here near me. Like I grew up uh, fishing against Greg when I was in high school getting into a kayak. My first ever tournament, Greg won. Um, and it was, um, yeah, first ever tournament, kayak tournament I fished. Greg won, and I lost I was second to him by a quarter of an inch. Uh, it was a super cool story. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw it back a little bit. Back when he had like maybe a thousand subscribers, maybe not, didn't even have his channel yet. Uh, but grew up by me in the Cayuga area. That's why you guys see him re- retreat back all the time. But Greg's a super cool dude. Um, got a lot of history, and uh, we'll get him on the show to talk about all of it. So it's going to be a cool show for next week. But uh, And John Dalton, great dude. Thank you again to John for joining us. Justin, any remarks you got about today's show shoot i enjoyed it i i love talking that that backwater creek fishing and and i'm i'm pumped next week greg's stuff believe it or not i watched his stuff even when i was living in california i was south of him so when i couldn't get on the water i would watch his clear lake stuff and i would watch his uh, his california delta stuff that would get me through the winter <laughs> I'd watch him, him, yeah. him, him set the hook on those uh those punch fish um so yeah i can't That's wait to talk to greg heck yeah it's going to be super fun. Appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. Uh, we've been kicking this show off the ground here, uh, coming up on a month and a half of kayak fishing weekly being in existence. Um, and we'll be rounding it out with, uh, I guess, you know, technically would it be next week or two weeks from now, uh, would be the Christmas show. What is, what is next week? I guess next week would be kind of our Christmas show, if you will, because it'll be coming out on the 21st Christmas on the 25th. So, um hopefully you guys are traveling safe for any any christmas plans coming up anything like that uh and safe hopefully you guys are getting your stockings full of some uh some goodies coming up here soon but um we will have a show coming up for that christmas week we will have one come out that for the 28th um so no worries there on missing anything uh but uh justin another great show appreciate the folks as always and uh we'll see y'all next week Peace. Hey guys, appreciate you listening to that episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If your application that you're listening to this episode on uh, allows it, please give us a rating and review. It helps us out big time, get shown more on the platform that you're listening to, and it helps us grow the show. And if you get some time, check out the other podcasts on the Series Angler Network. And of course, have a great day.